Reb Nassan's letters, year two, letter number 233. This is the key. A person must eradicate and banish all the questions, confusions, and convoluted calculations from his heart, and just do his job, and grab all the good that he can, whether much or little. For it does not matter if a person does much or little, just that his heart be directed to heaven. He must persist in his good yearnings and desires, and rely on the power of the true tzaddikim that they will certainly finish for us what they have started. If, meanwhile, things are happening with or to us, we still need to know the truth, that we really do not know anything at all how things will turn out in the end. I said that I would grow wise, but it is far from me. This is exactly the idea expressed in He Saw the Place from Afar. It is also written, And his sister Miriam stood at a distance. Exodus 2.4 this verse, too, contains the same idea. For Miriam first prophesied that Moses would save Israel, and subsequently she saw him being thrown into the river. It is written that the verse is hinting at just this, that she stood at a distance to look and to hope over the final outcome. See Ramban to Exodus 2.4. But the hope for good is only from afar, this is also the meaning of the verse, From afar she will bring her bread. Proverbs 31.14 It has to come from afar, because the bread of Torah can only be attained from afar, as discussed above. We must also know that our material bread, i.e. our livelihood, comes from very far away too, each person in his own way. If we know this, we will certainly be strong, as we must, in our trust that God will surely sustain us as is fitting. And if it seems far off, it is no surprise, because without a doubt, our bread must come from afar. For a person's livelihood is as difficult as the splitting of the Red Sea. Psachim 117a. Nonetheless, it will certainly come. Thus, in both material and spiritual matters, it is necessary to put into practice he saw the place from afar, and to literally see the object of a person's hope before him, no matter how far off it may seem. Then, precisely because he does this, it may well be that what he is hoping for will come immediately when he least expects it. This is what happened in the case of our father Abraham, when the judgment was immediately sweetened and the angel said to him, Do not lay your hand on the boy. Genesis 22:12. Immediately afterward, though, he had to fortify himself in trust and hope for a different new salvation. That is, he had to find a wife for Isaac. This is what is written. After all these things, Abraham was informed. Rashi comments there, These things are thoughts he had as a result of the Akedah regarding Isaac having to marry. God then helped him, and he was informed that Rebekah had been born. While this was indeed wonderfully good news, it was still a very remote possibility because Isaac was 37, and Rebekah, his wife-to-be, was only one day old. He then came home and found that his first wife, the Tzadikit Sarah, our mother, had died, and he had no place to bury her. It is explained in the Midrash that all these things were part of our father Abraham's tests. Even now, the hope of our father Abraham and of our ancestors of blessed memory has still not been fulfilled. For we are now at the lowest level, in the grip of bitter exile, physical, spiritual, and financial. What can we say? What can we say? If God had not helped us by sending us his true tzaddikim in every generation, we would almost have lost all hope, God forbid. But now, 
due to the might of the true tzaddikim, through whom God has made known his salvation, thank God our hope is very, very strong indeed, that without a doubt, God will finish what he has begun, so that we, small and destitute as we are, must expand our minds and understand hints from all this, in order to see the place from afar. It is impossible to explain all this in writing, but this should suffice for someone seeking the truth.